No ketchup. No ketchup. really good my people welcome into no catch up sports talk via chicago i am your host sean little big nick the quick oh hey he putting in double duty back to back gave you guys the, the monday bears recap yes people asked for the content we delivered the content <laughs> now we'll he's back with the regular <laughs> weekly national pod we're gonna talk nfl recap we're gonna break down monday night football from last night awesome fun game i was out in the street enjoying myself watching it we were just talking about live betting and all next thing you know you go out for a beer to watch the game next thing you know you got you got a live bet minus two and a half you got money line and you're sweating the over so we were breaking that down i got that's why it's safer at the house yeah it's it's cheaper at the house yeah yeah. so we're gonna talk that we're gonna talk the rest of uh nfl week five we got some burrow rogers stuff that nick brought through the through the chat that i want to bring up I got the Burrow clip. I thought that was pretty interesting. We'll talk that. And then we'll close it out. I have five NBA questions I want to give Nick um, before the before the season tips off, man. Stay with us. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. You already know what we're doing. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? How we feeling? I'm good, bro. I sent her up for me. Yeah, G. Yo ass, man. Lord, man. Look, man, look, I'm all, I'm already on new new coffee mugs, bro. Oh, what do we got? Dog, I broke both of my Nike mugs in a in a Oh, you broke span. the Nike joints I right broke, after I, right, I, I cursed them after I complimented dog, them. A, in a 10-day span, I was washing both of them, and they both slipped out of my hand. One broke on the floor, and one broke on the counter. That's terrible. That's bad karma. Excuse me, so I had, to, I had to go hit Crate and Barrel, get some more sturdy, some more sturdy joints. But, um... What were you gonna say? Shout out Crate and Barrel. Shout out Crate and Barrel, man. That's good, Northbrook, good, Illinois, good, man. Good, good glass, good glassware out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out. Got some good wine glasses from Crate and yeah, Barrel, man. Shout it's out quality, Crate and Barrel, quality man. You product, know, man. You already know it's a yeah, Chicago sure. brand, man. Need the so, sponsorship, man. You yeah, man. Shout us, out Crate. Dude, that'd be you know crazy. We were sponsored by Crate and Barrel. Showing off fine porcelain, you know. Yeah, we and we use the mugs on. Yeah, we drank coffee. Yeah, that'd be tough. I'm saying it's easy, man. We'll sell it. We'll sell it, man. It's not not gonna cost you too much. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Monday Night Football, man. Chiefs Raiders. I said it on uh, on my show yesterday. I like the over in the matchup. It's gone over that 51 number the last four times they meet. They've met. That's now five straight. It was a shootout. Kelsey went crazy. The Chiefs went went down 17-0 and came all the way back to get a W 30-29. What'd you think yeah. again? Crazy game. Um, and I knew once the Raiders went up 17-0, I was like, I think this game, this isn't over. I think you even were like, yo, I think I want to take uh you want to take the Raiders. I wanted live, to take the Raiders initially. Which, I'm like, man, I should this is which I don't know what they were at that point, but I guarantee you it wasn't anything crazy. But it wasn't I, I enough. Think, yeah, it wasn't enough. But um you just kind of knew this is going to be one of those games that once the Chiefs kind of figured it out, it was going to end up being a shootout. That's exactly what we got. I was on the 51 and a half, too. I got that from you. Shout out. Shout out you for that one. Yeah. Uh, never sweated at all. Really. No. That looked like that was. Uh, that as was soon as they went up 17-0, you knew it was. You yeah. Knew it was catching. You knew it was going to be all good because, you know, the Chiefs yeah. were going to come out firing. Right. Uh, but just a good game, man. Look, Derek Carr, two massive throws to Devontae Adams. Um, but once again. As we've seen multiple times this year, this this year is special as far as the coaches go. Just a lot of special coaching decisions going on around the league every single week. I've never seen game management this bad. Whether it's Zach Taylor running a reverse on fourth and one and losing 10 yards. (laughs) Whether it's Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down on your own, what was he, on your own 38, up two with a minute and a half in the game. Like I don't, I don't, I understand we get crazy on these analytics and we want to be aggressive and it's no risk it, no biscuit and riverboat Ron and all this other stuff. But at some point, like you got to look at conventional wisdom and just how the game goes and understand that some of these decisions don't need to be made. And so that's when that brings us to last night. They go uh 30, 29 after the huge score to Adams. All you have to do is kick the extra point, tie the ball game, send your defense back out there. Hope they can get a stop and go to overtime, right? Now, if your whole thinking is 
we don't want to tie the ball because we fear the Chiefs' offense and their ability to come out and score quick. My question is, isn't that the same situation at 31-30 that it is at 30-30, right? If you go up one, don't you fear their offense the same amount as you do if it's tied? Does it change anything that the Chiefs are going to do, whether you tie it or go up one? So you're going to fear their offense regardless. They're going to come out and try to score regardless. They're not going to try to play for the tie. They're going to come out and try to score regardless. So I don't understand what your logic was in that because either way, you're still relying on your defense to come out and get a stop. Whether you take the extra point, tie the ball game, and give yourself a chance, or whether you somehow convert that two-point conversion and go up one. Either way, you're putting the pressure on your defense. So why not take the points and give yourself a chance to fight for overtime? I don't understand that. I really don't. Yeah, I think – so that's where the analytics comes in, right? And, and I want to be clear that I'm a big time – I'm not an analytics hater, but I think there's variance in, in, in everything, and in, including math and probability and analytics. And sure. there's just certain spots. Like I, I wouldn't have went – I just wouldn't have done it in that spot, especially with four and a half left. I'm just no. not doing it. Like that's that's – the, how it ended up playing out was well. This is this is the this is the thought process, right? If they get it and go up one, if they get it and go up one. Chiefs are ultra aggressive and they have to stop them anyway. If they if they go for a one and tie it, then they get like a medium aggressive. I guess this is I was this I was because I was going through Mina Khan's Twitter and this is kind of how she laid it out. Because she said per the ESPN analytic thing, it was like a 50-50 coin flip. That's kind of – when I was looking at it, I was like, there's no way the analytics says this is like an 80-20 spot where you, you should always be going for well, two. Well, 80-20, this, you would always go for it. So, well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, well, I don't see – are they getting it in their ear where it's like, hey, this is a 60-40 spot? Or is the analytics guy coming over and say, yeah, go two? You know what or, I'm saying? Or it's, or it's just your philosophy overall right. is in these spots I'm going for two. So I don't even know if I don't even know if someone's getting in your ear as much as it's just that's your philosophy. That's overall what you want to do, right? So I, yeah, go ahead. I but, don't. I, I push back on the notion that you're getting a less aggressive Chiefs team in either situation. I well, think they're doing whatever they're going to do regardless, and that was my point. Well, the thing was, the 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 thing was, hey, like I said, there's four minutes. Nothing changes. They missed it. The Chiefs were really conservative. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't well, get in that it. They situation, it you are, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I didn't agree with, but yeah, but yeah. So it's it's a it was definitely a 50-50 spot, and I'm a, and I'm an analytics guy. I I I mean, look, if I'm about trying to you know on the road pick up put put pressure on the home team to be in a spot, but that spot in particularly with four thirty left, I don't see regardless you're gonna need a stop and you could still give your like tie the game and then get a stop and then go down and try to win it i don't understand why you'd put yourself in a situation where you have a potential you you're in a potential spot to lose and then you like either way you have an opportunity to go down and win the game and what set of analytics puts you in that exact situation up against Patrick Mahomes? Like I understand the analytics yeah. is just taking it's just taking overall. It's not it's not accounting for who you're playing against. It's not home, accounting for how team. the game is gone. Home team yeah. away. It's just in this situation we do this. The probability you're more likely to convert on this two point conversion, or it's almost like the three ball in the NBA, right? It's it's the equivalent of if I'm running to the lane and I could just have an easy dunk. Or should I kick it out and go for three? Right. Obviously, you're going to hit less threes, but the threes are worth more. So when you wait it out like that, like, yeah, the three seems like the better shot. But in a situation where you only need two points, take the two. Yeah. I just don't understand. If you tie it up, I just don't see how it changes anything about what the Chiefs are going to do or ultimately what you're scared of, which is the Chiefs offense. If you go 30-30, they're going to come up and try to win. If you go 31-30, they're absolutely going to come up and try to win. That's it. There's 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 nothing there's nothing outside of that. So I don't really understand where the thinking was on that. And it wasn't one of those ones like it's easy after something happens and it doesn't work to be like, yo, that was a terrible play call. This was in the moment. As soon yeah. as they lined up to go for two, I'm like, what are we doing here? So yeah, not with four thirty left. Not I, I with four thirty like, left. Yeah. It just doesn't nah. make sense. It doesn't make sense. Take the points. Yeah. Take so, the points. And you need I, a win too. Like I've yeah, I've all exactly like <laughs> I've also been saying this for the for the last like week too. 
I felt bad for the Raiders because they, they they finally get their first win of the year. It's a good win against the Broncos at home. Broncos defensive unit. Are the Broncos is, even is, considered a good win at this point. It's, the, the, their defense is solid. It was a good win. And then they have to come back and go on the road on Monday night to Kansas City. I wish they could have got like a little bit of a cupcake in the middle, stack some wins up, and then went to Kansas City because the next their next three games are like the Jags, the Texans. It's pretty soft. Seattle, I believe, is in there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, this is it's all tough sledding from from here on out. Well, we got uh, Hunter Renfro is now catching strays for the whole for the last couple of weeks. You know, he had a big fumble a few weeks mm-hmm. back. Now he's bumping into Devontae, who had three catches for one twenty four, two TDs. Well, Devontae's bumping into people too. <laughs> where where are you at on that, bro? That yo, because look, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because it was extremely petty. Yeah. But what is what is my man doing running running right in front of him while he's <laughs> yeah. walking to the tunnel? I don't understand that. For either. sure. But the answer the, the, the answer is not to push the guy over. Yeah. Right? You, like it's one of those things where you always come back to like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have been there. I don't know if he was sticking a camera in his face or whatever was going on, right? He said he ran across him and Devontae tried to kind of like explain what happened. But yeah. even as he's explaining what happened, all I'm thinking of Okay, well, is the answer to push the guy over? You know what I mean? <laughs> and the answer to that question is no. That's not the answer. Yeah, not, no, it was it's not what you're right. supposed to do in that situation. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Again, we can sit here and debate all day if people should be there. We can debate a lot of situations like that, but like it's, it's your response isn't to push someone over. There's a lot of things that piss me off throughout the day, but I don't go yeah. around just stealing off people because yeah, nah, they I... cut me off in the car or whatever <laughs> might happen. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I come yeah. back to. It's hard to, It's hard to skate away from is the answer to push somebody down. So I think he, it's going to cost him. It's going to yeah. cost him money. I think the league could look at that for a suspension. Um, I think he's going to get suspended, to be completely honest. No way. Going. Yeah. No Because way, they're going to they're gonna end that right now. You can't suspend gonna, him for what that. What happens Again? next time when someone punches somebody? It's gonna be Come like, hey, on, hey, bro. Hey, he, Devontae he, got off. That's going to cost him a There's game. absolutely no way he gets suspended. He be, yeah, he better donate to Buddy's charity or something. <laughs> Hopefully it's off the blow. <laughs> Some of the memes I saw yesterday, they were cracking me up. They had LeBron flopping. They had all types of stuff. Like, yo, that was me, Devontae pushed. It was yeah. uh, it was pretty funny. He did, but, he did bowl my man over, though. But um, And obviously he was frustrated because of what happened because Renfro did run into him. But I don't like that play call on fourth and one. Why are we dropping back and throwing the ball deep to Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro out, out way out there? I third, get and, third and one and fourth and one, they third went, one, they went you, up, yeah, they went third, long. Third and one, you, you know, it, it, it wasn't a catch, but I, you know, it, it could have worked out for you. But either way, I don't like that play call on third and one, and yeah. I hate it on fourth and one. You have that's you're obviously in four down territory. That goes without saying, right? So you have two plays to get a yard, and you go deep on both of them. And these are like Derek Carr drop back heave deep. It's not like yeah. these are designed things with a lot of different actions going on. So I just felt like, yeah, there was a lot of coaching malpractice yesterday. Man, there's a lot of co- going around the league, man. Pick your pick your game, pick your coach. This is and this you know is coming I mean? from and I agree with you and this is coming from a guy that gambles quite a bit. Oh yeah, and so yeah, you're living through it. It was legitimate. There was a Dan Campbell play <laughs> on the first of all, I should have been man. I should have been on the Patriots. So that <laughs> yeah, was that was a, easy. That was yeah. But anyway, yeah, we all should have been. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was a good that was a good spot to take. That and the Bills were I think were probably the two easiest spots on the Dude. on the board the other day. And I was on and I was the Bills, on Tampa. The Bills won with two yeah, no, I so saw you we went you would tell Tampa Land ten, right? Yeah, Tampa Land ten. That was my that was my biggest play. That was rough. Yeah. Should have been I should have been on Buffalo. When you post that, I was like, that's a lot of points. Dude, uh, I mean, they were busted. I can't really figure yeah. it out. But I yeah, mean, yeah you, yes. couldn't, you couldn't predict. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, listen, it was 6-0 to zero, New England mm-hmm. in the second quarter with eight minutes left. 6 nothing. Dan Campbell went for it on fourth and eight <laughs> from the, like, 45. That's, that's grit. Bro, <laughs> punt the fucking ball, man. What are we – what are you doing, man? Like – I don't. It's just like I understand, you know. You 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 have confidence in the O, and they're the, one of the best units in the league right now. It's six to nothing. You're on the road, and it's fourth and I think it might have been fourth and nine, Nick. To be honest, yeah, it was like fourth and eight or fourth and nine. It was egregious. And he had golf out and shotgun on the forty-five. It's like, yeah. bro, what are we doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? Punt the ball, bro. It's six nothing. Dog, I, I in, the, <laughs> in the second quarter with ten minutes, like, what are we doing, bro? Punt the ball. 
That's like the things when you're gambling, those are the type of things where it's like, man, I don't know if I can back this coach and this squad because shit like that happens. Yeah. It's just like, what? This just doesn't make any sense. It's things you don't you need to keep in mind when you're gambling. But yeah. well, that's and that's like the uh, the Staley thing. Like again, going for it on fourth and one on your own forty six, you're up two with a minute and a half, a minute left in the game. Like what do you what do you do? That's what I want to know. Like I want to see these analytics. I need to yeah. see these analytics and exactly where they're coming up with that. That makes sense. Like in that situation, since the beginning of time, you punt. Like always, like I don't understand what 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 you're trying to do there. I don't I don't get it. I don't get going for two last night. I don't get some of these play calls that I see. Yeah. Um. It's just it's all over the place too. It's game management, and then we can get into like it's, this is a, you can even take out the Hackett stuff because I think he's in a special category of not knowing what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's actually yeah. at this point, it's almost you got to put the guy out of his misery. Same with Kingsbury. Uh, what happened with the Cardinals? They don't know they got the first down. Cardinals over. Yeah, let's actually talk about that. Kyler's clocking the ball. Let's actually talk about that. Field goal situation. Like, what are we doing here? Let's actually talk about that because I thought that was a really interesting play on Sunday. For those who don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. Kyler Murray has an opportunity to run for a first down. Doesn't know really where he's at, which is understandable. But he's also yeah, I'm not putting not, that on him. He's also not lowering his shoulder and trying to pick up as many as possible. He's also Good. still sliding. So he slides up. Short of the first down, it's it's uh. By the way, I can't and, wait for in season Cardinals hard knock. It's gonna be it's, great because this is a disaster of an organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's third and one, and then he comes up and spikes it. Now, <laughs> don't you? Now when he come, now when he, it's okay. Let, <laughs> <laughs> it it, it's sense. a really, it's a really interesting spot because. You just have to have a play called ready for it because, like, it, it makes it more egregious because it was so close. But what yeah. if you don't pick? What if you only pick up two there? Then what? Then what do you do? You still have a play ready. Yeah, you still don't have like anything ready. So I understand that you might have thought you had a first down, but I also think that <laughs> you know what it is, Nick. This happens to some teams and some coaches, and it doesn't happen to others. Yes. You never see this stuff with other coaches and other teams and other franchises. And then you see it quite a bit with the Same usual people. It's the usual suspect. To happen. That's yes. why it's like, it's kind of like you want to give it, like I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like that's a really tough situation no. because then if they run it and say they get the first down, they then have to get up and spike it. They're running on a time. Then if they don't get it, they then have to run the field goal out. And I'm like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But like, man, there's so much stuff is disorganized in Arizona all the time. All the time. Like, no, nah, man, this is just how they get down. Yeah. And listen, man, you, you, you played quarterback. You have practiced as a quarterback, right? Yeah. You have seen practices. You know what happens. You know that there is a clock at the practice. In that clock, they put it down to two minutes. In those two minutes, you run what is called a two-minute drill so that you have practiced and rehearsed what to do and all that. You want to talk about analytics? You have analyzed that. If this happens, we do this. If that happens, we do this. And that is a communication between coach and head, uh, coach and quarterback, offensive coordinator and co- quarterback. You know what to do. It shouldn't even be I'm waiting for the call. You should know what the call is already in those situations because you have practiced it. You practice situational football. That is what you work on. So that when you get into those moments, you're not looking around like, what the hell are we supposed to do? So to your point, if something else happened, they wouldn't have had a play ready. So you can talk about Kyler not getting to the first down. You could talk about him not lowering his shoulder or trying to get that extra yard, which he should have. Because in that situation, you're supposed to get as many yards as possible. Um, But let's also talk about the confusion. Let's also talk about how he said he had multiple people in his ear telling him to clock it. Let's talk about that. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And to your point, it is the same people. It's the same coaches. Like, when we get on McCarthy, who I'm going to give his flowers to later when we get on the Cowboys because he's doing a good job right now. But overall, it's like when these things keep happening, you lose all benefit of the doubt. And yeah. everything in Arizona has been a mess. Everything has been a mess on the field. Look, they start off good every year, and then they, they flame out. Off the field, you got – Reports of Kyler Murray texting his girlfriend. He has a clause in his contract that says he has to watch film. 
You know what I mean? It's the whole thing is a disaster. So, yeah, you put that on Kingsbury. You put that on the organization. I'm sorry. That is disorganized shit right there. They should have never found themselves in that situation if it was something that you had worked on. So it it, it makes me question, what are you working on? Because, yeah, you've never seen that happen with a Belichick, right? I get we're talking about one of the best coaches of all time, but there's guys who you just never find them on that end of that situation, though. Never. And this is why football is the ultimate team game. Arizona runs out their kicker and the kick goes in. We're not we're not even talking about this shit at all. Not at all. So the kicker comes out and misses. Now we're questioning Kingsbury again. We're we're, we're questioning Murray. We're questioning the whole thing, right? That's why yeah. when people are like, "Yo, it's this ultimate team game." That that's what they're talking about. Because you have to answer questions you wouldn't have to answer if your kicker came through and banged the field goal. For sure. So but so, but then, but and yeah, and you're forced to look into everything that led up to him missing that field goal, and it's no longer about him missing the field goal. It's about the multiple things that they did wrong in that situation, which again comes to the head coach, man. That's it. That's it. I think you really can't take it any further than that. I mean, it, it comes down. It's very. It comes from the top down, and that was a disorganized thing, and a lot of things again just seem disorganized over there. Um inside and off and on and off the grid so yeah let's okay let's give uh let's give your boy his flowers mike mccarthy down in dallas they are four and one have the eagles Dak. this Dak is, is, <laughs> oh, he's is he was Dak, pressed on sunday <laughs> the the cowboys continue to win without Dak prescott yep he looked a little pressed on the sideline they have the eagles in a sunday night thriller this coming weekend, I'm looking forward to that. Go ahead and give me we we're, we're let's give let's give Mike McCarthy his flowers. Talk about the Cowboys, then we'll move to uh, Aaron Rodgers and then Joe Burrow. Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, I have given Mike McCarthy all types of hell on this program. We talk about it all the time. You want to talk about situational football, clock management, no type of feel for the game. Mike McCarthy embodies that. But look, after Dak Prescott went down in Week One. We were already kind of questionable about the Cowboys, right? I think we, we didn't think this roster was the greatest. We knew they lost some guys on offense over the offseason, uh, different things like that. When Dak went down, I think you and I both were like, yeah, this is this is going to be very, very, very rough for the Dallas Cowboys. Since then, they've won four straight. They have completely changed their identity as a ball club. They've become a team that's about ball control and playing defense. Their defense is spectacular. Marco Parsons is one of the best football players I've ever seen in my entire life. You remember like when Khalil, <laughs> remember that first year that Khalil Mack came to the Bears and it was like, man, I, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, that's Micah Parsons on a week in, week out thing. But it's not just Parsons. Uh, the secondary is solid. This is a team that is invested in their defense. It was one of the biggest holes that they've had over the last couple of years. They've really invested well in that defense. Dan Quinn has those boys humming. But for McCarthy, again, they have changed their identity. You're winning games where Cooper rushed those for 102 yards and has 10 completions against the the defending Super Bowl champions, right? Like when you're winning games like that and you're able to pivot and you're able to again go, we're going to be a ball control type offense and we're going to play good defense and we're just going to play some old school brand of football because that's the pivot we have to make. You can't not give the head coach credit because he's in charge of the whole operation. So if we're going to give him shit when it goes bad and it looks terrible, like we just did to Kingsbury and like we've done with McCarthy before, we got to give Miss Flowers when it's going right. It's 100% through the head coach, the program, what they're doing every day, what they're working on every week, what philosophy and direction they're in. Um, they're firing all cylinders right now, man. And that team knows exactly what they want to do every Sunday. And that starts with McCarthy. And I cannot believe I just gave you three positive minutes on Mike McCarthy. <laughs> who I still think is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. But um, you can't argue with it, man. Again, Cooper Rush was 10 for 16 for 100 yards. And they beat the defending Super Bowl champions by two scores. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to argue. I, I'm in, really in LA, forward. right? That was in LA. Correct? In LA, yeah, 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 in LA. A lot of Cowboys fans in the building, but yeah, it was in LA. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do against Philly because yeah, good game. The Rams <laughs> look really bad now too, and this is going to be a real test going on the road at Philly. Philly's coming off a tough game against Arizona. That wasn't a lock by any stretch. They they continue to fade in the second half of games. They went up 14-0 against the Cardinals. They win 2017. So I think it's Jacksonville too, right? Yeah. Or did Jacksonville I mean, get up early on them? 
Uh, Jacksonville, that was like in a rainstorm. Yeah, Jacksonville yeah. went early on them, and then they came back in and did it. And, but it was also a one-score game, and Jacksonville had five turnovers. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of interesting things on both sides of the ball for Philly and for Dallas. Those are the kind of things you got to look past, especially when you're looking to wager on a game. I, I'm excited to see how that works out. It seems like what's the early Dallas the early line on that. I, I want to say it's, I don't know. Actually, I haven't looked, but I want to say, this is what I want to say about the Dallas Cowboys. They know they are completely leaning into their strength and running the football and playing defense. Cooper, they're at, they, when they've called on Cooper to make a couple plays, a couple throws here and there, he's been there and he's done that. But this is a defense run the ball squad right now. And the defense is playing out of control. It's uh it's been fun to watch and, and say what you want. I'm not a Cowboys fan. It is a lot of fun when they're winning and, and you get to turn on Michael Irvin and you get to turn that was on great. Some of these, <laughs> and you get to turn on some of these guys and hear them. <laughs> they made rush hour four last. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Yo, Stephen A was hot. It, it's fun to see those guys go back and forth. And, oh, and Mike Irvin is, is the best. So yeah, it's, it's fun. great. Yeah, no. Um, so I'll, I'll have you guess this line. It's it's right where I thought it would be. But yeah, what do you? What this game's you in Philly, right? Yep, in Philly. It's in Philly. It's Sunday in the, it's night. In, it's in. No, no, it's not Sunday night. It's the. It's your favorite. It's the. Uh, the oh, it's the fourth the, prime the fourth, fourth, third, prime, fourth time prime, time prime time slot. Yeah, America's game of the week. America's game of the week. <laughs> um. So it's three and a half. If you like Dallas, now's your time to get in. Yeah, it's five and a half. Five I don't, and a half. Yeah. A little no man's land. What do you think? No man's land. Five and a half. What do you think the points are at? 44. 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Okay. Yeah, solid. Yeah, that's not bad. 42 is a key number on the total. So, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, I would have to take the five and a half right now. I think I I would too. If I was was leaning on what I would do. Gun to my head, five. I'm taking the five and a half. Yeah. So, and the under. Sloppy game, what you to be completely honest. I just think that defense, I think that defense is very serious, but they're not fucking around by any any stretch. Have they faced a mobile quarterback like uh, like Hurts though that can get out on the move? Yeah, last week they just played fucking Arizona. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a dumb question. And like, yeah, no, 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 no. Have the have the have oh, the the Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, 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 um, no, they haven't. No, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be. You're gonna, you're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to get Hurts away from Michael Parsons. At yeah, all. I mean, like, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to get him away from at Michael all costs. Parsons. <laughs> at all costs. Yeah, just get him away. I feel you. All right, let's jump into this, uh, this Packers tweet that you sent me. All right, let me get into it. Big Nick the Quick sent me a a tweet about. Aaron Rodgers and Hero Ball. And the tweet reads, when Aaron Rodgers, this is from Peter Bukowski, he, he's the host of Locked On Packers. He, he, he said, when Aaron Rodgers plays in the offense, he's unbelievable. We saw it in the first half. He's in total command of every detail. When they have a bad drive or two and the game tightens up, he plays Hero Ball instead of running the offense. This is a Matt LaFleur tweet, too, a.k.a. that's, that's what Matt LaFleur thinks is what he's trying to say. I I don't know yeah, I don't I know if know, I necessarily I know how agree you with this about that yeah so when I when read I, that I was like man I got I, I got to know how Sean feels about that because Rogers is his guy and yeah no and I don't know that, if so. I necessarily agree with that I mean okay. and he has he's earned the right to decide what he thinks is the right play in situations he called a bunch of audibles at the end of that drive against the Giants yesterday throwing signals he was pulling on his jersey to go right go left whatever. What I took from that was he was trying to say that Roger should just listen to LaFleur and do what and do what he's told and then everything will be fine. But basically if you if you go back through possession by possession, throw by throw, play by play, Rogers is making adjustments all game long. And <coughs> yeah, it's just the Giants made a play. The the Packers just aren't as good as we thought they would be. We talked about them not having a lot of weapons before the season. Randall Cobb is their best receiver, which is saying a lot. In 2022, cannot be the case. Yeah, so I don't know. What did you think about it? When you read it, you initially thoughts were what? 
So I'm always, I, I respect LaFleur as a play caller. I do think he is, like, I think there's a lot of head coaches who have good quarterbacks who kind of skate on by because yeah. their quarterbacks do a lot for them. And while I think Rodgers obviously is, is amazing, I think LaFleur is a good play caller. If you watch some of these Matt LaFleur games like we have over the last three years, I've always been impressed by his feel, his ability to call plays outside of the, the, the field goal debacle um, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, and just some of the playoff failures that they've had. I've just always been impressed with him as a play caller. Um, and I think in the past, when Rodgers had the talent to kind of break away from the offense, it was, you know, you could you could make things happen. You mean Devontae you know, Adams on the edge? Devontae Adams, or even back to Jordy Nelson and young Randall, Randall Cobb yeah. 1.0. Um, <laughs> you, had some, you had some options there. I just think that with this, with these guys that he's throwing the ball to, who are as hit or miss as you could possibly be. You got a bunch of young guys. Um, maybe playing within the offense might serve them a little better. But I, again, that's, that's that's also very reactionary, right? I mean, they just lost to the Giants. So yeah. Um, I did think again. I know we've talked about this before, and it's no secret. I thought it was funny after he threw that touchdown to Mercedes Lewis. Did you hear the stat that they gave? Uh. Uh-uh. Mercedes Lewis is the only first round pick that has ever caught a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's, that's like it's criminal. So that's, un, that's unacceptable. It's, it's unacceptable, and they didn't even draft him. He's the first round pick of the Jaguars. So yeah, it's like it's, um, unac- it's unacceptable. So, yeah, so it's kind of like on, if, that's what you've been, if that's what you've been dealing with your whole career, it's like yeah, so I'm, I, I'm used to making shit happen. So here's what I'll say, man, and it also reminded me of this, and I, I feel like this is the case every year. You can go back to Week One last year after they got lost to um, who they get blown out by in Week One last year? Uh, the Saints. Uh, the Saints, right? The Packers fan base is one of the most panicky fan bases in the entire NFL. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was funny. I watched the game at my boy's house. He's a Packers fan. Shout um, out Terry, man. Shout out, shout out Big Terry. Big T, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I went over there, went over there and watched, watched the game at his crib. And it's just like Packers fans are very, like, touchy with shit. Like, they, they, they don't – you would, they don't act like they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I'll put it that way. Like, us – We've been waiting for a quarterback our entire life. We've never had anything resembling a competent quarterback, right? Yeah. Um, and they've had 40 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Yeah. Um, granted, they've only gotten two Super Bowls out the whole thing, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. But they're just very panically. It goes back to even the Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax thing. Like, they're always – the sky is always falling in Green Bay. But here's what I'll say. Yeah, that team isn't as good as we thought it was. But they're still going to win this division. We already know the deal. We just saw the Vikings. The Vikings are not that good. The Vikings are not that good. We can't have honest conversations about the Bears and then put the Vikings on the pedestal for barely beating them. Right? So, like, we know we're a trash roster. We know about Kirk. So, I think that they're going to win that division. It's going to be the same as it always was. But, yeah, there's definitely some issues on that roster. But I'm not not ready to say the sky has fallen in Green Bay yet because – because they're in the NFC North. But I just think it's funny when you start reading tweets like that, and that guy followed up later with some video evidence of Rodgers uh, breaking a play and being like, if he had just done this, he would have had this. And it's just like, oh, now we're picking apart Aaron Rodgers, huh? <laughs> that's, where we're, that's where we're at in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what's going on at Appleton, so yeah. <laughs> uh, is, so for all the drama that was happening last year, right, with Rodgers and if is he going to retire, is he coming back and all that. Oh, you, mean the, 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 you mean the money holdout? At the, at the end of the day, he got his money. And I think deep down he had to know that, like, this, this ain't it. No. Like, I don't have enough to do anything here. And then he loses his guy in Devontae, 17. It's like, I don't have enough to win and make a real run. I've seen what it's like to have a squad that can make a real run. So it's interesting that, you know, he gets the money, but, like, at the end of the day, a lot of the things he was complaining about didn't really change. You know, they 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 still smoke the draft off. They still have Jordan Love buried on the bench. What a, what a horrendous pick that is. What a, and, and I almost feel – I don't feel bad for him because he's getting paid a lot of money, but if you're Jordan Love, it's like, why am I on this roster? Yeah, facts. Let me go. Like, why am I even here? I'm never going to play. I'm never going to play. You don't trust me to play. That's fine. I, I think, it, like, you didn't even try to trade me. Forget about don't season. trust like, me yeah, to play. Yeah, 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 I don't deserve play. to play. Deserve Why would I play. ever play? Yeah, I'm yeah. never going to play. Um, well, no, because remember, didn't he? Didn't, that was two years ago where 
I think it was his first year where they didn't even play him as the backup. They had some. Oh yeah, he was. He like wasn't even dressed. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even dressed. He was strictly doing the same thing you and I were doing on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, like so, yeah, it's just a, it's just a disaster of an organization. But like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna absolve him of his part in the Devontae Adams thing. Devontae could have stayed in Green Bay and gotten the same amount of coin. He didn't want any part of the Aaron Rodgers drama show anymore. And uh, you know, obviously, it's not working. I know so that's that's there. your take on it. I, I it's there's more <clears> to it than that. I think I. I feel like him and Devontae had a good relationship. I'm sure no they did. To, I have no reason to think otherwise. It's not personal, but it's like, do I want to tie my the rest of my career into this guy who has spent the last two off seasons going back and forth about what he wants to do? And it's just a given that I'm going to tell along. Like, that's not how it goes. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's personal. It. I don't think it's like if you were to ask Devontae, like, man, fuck Aaron. I think he's, I got I to gotta take care of myself, man. Just you got to take care of your chickens. Take care of your mentals. Take care of your chickens. Take care of your mentals. That's what, that's what he did. Big Nick the Quick also sent me something about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, we know, is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Multiple, yeah. maybe not the most sacked right now, but because Matt Ryan's takes a lot of pressure. There, takes a lot of pressure. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, he's taken tons and tons of pressure. Here is Joe Burrow talking about sacks and how he feels about him. Joe Burrow. You were sacked, what, seven times in the Super Bowl? Something like that. Well, here's the thing about sacks. You know, you look at the stats, yeah, I got sacked a lot, but you look at when they happen, third down sacks, who cares about third down sacks? I'm going to try to extend the play as long as I can on third down to get the first down. Unless I'm in field goal range and it's going to back me up, then I'll throw away, throw the ball away and get some points. But I think sacks are an overblown stat. He, he, he doesn't believe that. <laughs> but I see why his teammates love him. When he, I, said, when he said, I don't care about third down sacks, that's when he lost me. Yeah, I was like, what are you? I, I'm trying to follow him on that, too. I'm like, what are you talking about? Those are the only sacks I care about. Sacks third I down care sacks. about the most. <laughs> that means the drive is over. That means, the drive, that means we're, that means we're trying, punching the ball. Yeah, I'm trying to extend the play. Like, wait, what are you talking about? But even Joe Burrow, who confidently says everything, you know, when you start doing this, when you start talking and you can't even look in the guy's face, you're lying. I get it, man. You're trying to you're trying to go out for your teammates. You don't want to come out there and do the Russ Wilson. The orb, like, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting hit left and right. And it sucks because you're in, inadvertently throwing your lineman under the bus at that point. But come on, bro. Sacks have cost you football games. Sacks have cost you injuries. Like I don't want to hear it. I don't care about third down sacks. Like who cares about those? Everybody. <laughs> 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 and I understand what he's saying. He he's trying to say that. I'm I'm gonna do everything I can to extend the play, and if I I can't get anything done, then I'm me taking a sack is kind of just me giving up on the play. But there's there's a lot of spots where you're dropping back and under tons of pressure, and you can't get anything done. And you're getting sacked because yeah. you have no protection. Yeah, but, you're not you're not Mike Vick out here. Yeah, like, bro, yeah. Out, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go die trying. Like, yeah, I, I again, I thought he was just trying to. Uh, trying to take some pressure off of his offensive line, which, again, we know he's a fabulous teammate. Teammates love him. But Huge that was Joe Burrow guy. Everything in there was such a lie. Yeah. He, 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 he did not believe what he was saying. He was on some, <laughs> some clown-ass podcast, so those guys probably aren't going to challenge him. I don't, I don't think that was the a sports send, spot. The full send, I believe, full send yeah, pod, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's a sports spot or not. Um, because I would have, I would have been like, hold on, wait, 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 what? Third, yeah, <laughs> elaborate yeah, on the third down sack yeah. philosophy, because you lost me here. Yeah, yeah, you fully, you fully lost me. <laughs> Back up to the third down sack thing and explain to me why sacks on third down don't matter. Like, who cares about those? That was crazy. Well, um, I mean, yeah, he overall he said sacks are just overblown. It's like yeah. I don't know, man. People getting paid twenty five million a year to get sacks. Yeah, and people are getting paid $25 a year to stop people from getting sacks. And people are getting paid $25 million to stop giving up sacks. Yeah, the highest paid positions in the league are quarterback, offensive, left tackle, and fast left And and there's a reason for that. It's all surround sacks. Yeah, it's all about sacks. Not getting sacked. What you can do when you're not getting sacked. If I'm Joe Burrow, you should realize there's probably a lot of He kind of made it seem like I take sacks when it's okay to take like he was like yeah i'll third down and i'm in my own i'll just give up 10 yards and just get sacked because no big deal it's like dude we're talking about flipping field position who cares about those yeah you knew he wasn't talking confidently when you even have the chain on or anything like like (laughs) yeah he's i'm just gonna go bullshit this podcast real quick yeah 
So that was interesting for Joe. I, I appreciate Joe. They they scratch and clawed and they took a loss, but they covered the number on Monday night as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's most important anyway. That's what did I tell you, man. The best bet of the year should have been taking uh taking the the Bengals under whatever the Bengals whatever whatever under their win total. total whatever their win total was, take the under because that team has again, they got Joe Burrow got hot last year, but that team has major, major flaws beginning with the head coach, ending with the offensive line. Um, I didn't realize how offensively and short-sighted a lot of the stuff that Zach Taylor was doing until I really dug in recently. He makes a lot of very suspect decisions. Very bad decisions. The offense just doesn't look very good. Yeah. And they are running this bracket to safety high look on Burrow and Chase, and they can't do anything. Everything. If you watch the game on Monday, every single thing was underneath. Burrow underneath, underneath. Mixon underneath, underneath. There's no going up the seam. There's no going deep. Well, there's not enough time to go deep. Well, there's also not enough time to go deep. If you can try, if you're, if you know your pass rush is getting off, you can play like that. Jamar Chase is less of a threat if the quarterback doesn't have the time to get the ball to him. Yeah, I don't know why we talk about this every week. The numbers of of Burrow with two high say I don't know any if you're playing the Bengals just run two high safeties and they have a lot of trouble on oh figuring out what and, they're going to do. trust your pass rush man so yeah protect all right your quarterback protect your quarterback <laughs> I don't get it I don't know it's always that's always a good a good idea it's usually a great it's right. usually a great place to start yes Cooper Rush ain't on the ground shut up Cooper. <laughs> Cooper Rush what's the is ceiling for is, is is Derek Carr the ceiling for Cooper Rush I was thinking about this last night. Is Derek Carr the ceiling for – is the ceiling the roof? Or the... <laughs> it's the ceiling. ceiling. I remember, the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> we need to have that one ready. The ceiling is the roof. Yeah, the ceiling new, is the new roof. New segment, the ceiling is the roof. And everybody says some dumb shit, like Joe Cooper? Burrow saying that third round town sacks don't matter. Yeah, that, I actually – I'm not mad at that comparison. Right, I think I Cooper Rush could be Derek Carr. Why not? Yeah, why not? Man, Cooper why Rush, what a, what a, what a, what a moment. What a run. What a run. Cash and in, he, young man. Cash in, young fella. Uh, honestly. <laughs> It'd probably be in his best interest to give this shit back to Dak and yeah, wait out the whole season and in the, in the off season try to get some bread. Yeah, take care of the Rush family. Like, no more opportunity for yeah. me to mess up, lose. Yep. I'm four and zero starter. It's Look, never gonna get better. Four and zero as a starter, Dak. Here you go, brother. I'll I'll, I'll get some cash <laughs> and we can get out of here like he's that. hundred percent getting paid. It might be. It might be the because he's because he's honestly a really bad game way of being like, yeah, it's Cooper Rush. What did you expect? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's at peak earning power spot. right now. It's a peak fickle spot power right now for, for sure. sure. All right, let's jump over to the NBA. I'm going to ask Big Nick the Quick a couple questions on some futures, some totals, and I, I've not told him these questions. Uh-oh. So we're going to see, you know, what uh, what Big Nick the Quick thinks. All right, team specials. That's what we're going to go to first. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Will Jason Tatum average 28 points per game and the Celtics win the Atlantic Division? Plus 370. Is there value there? Um, the Atlantic Division. The, that's the Knicks. That's the Celtics. That's the – who am I missing? Out east. Knicks, Celtics. Is that the Philadelphia 76ers in that the division? Philadelphia 76ers, yep. That's um, the issue. That's yeah, where it gets a little I, spooky. Yeah, right? I think it gets real spooky right there. So I would, I would say no on that. I think the 28, yes. Um, though he hasn't averaged 28 yet. Yeah, I was going to say, is he, can, is he going to average 28? Yeah, I mean, it's Brock. Does Brock I guess the, take, the, yeah, the, not, the, well, because Brock is going to probably be Brock, like 16, 17 tonight, right? Right, right. Jalen Brown's going to want to get his. Um, I don't know, actually. You know what? Is Tatum going to bounce back off the finals? And is he going to – what What do you think his mindset coming in is? Or, or is that already – you know, I don't think he. I went I to told the finals. It's a good year, and uh, he's not even pressed at all about disappearing in the finals. Yeah, I don't feel like he got the proper amount of flack for his disappearing act in the finals. If we're being completely honest, so it's not like he went. I mean, he got it in the moment, but it kind of faded away quickly, and it's certainly gone now based on all the things that have happened with the Boston Celtics. Um, so, I mean, I, I would hope his mind state is: I know what it takes to get there now, and now the expectation is that I get back. And that's how I carry myself. But it's hard to say, man. I, I think that we can't underplay 
the coaching thing, right? Udoka, I told you last year, I thought he was the coach of the year, especially with how they played in the second half. First half of the season, that team wasn't great, right? It was the same old Boston Celtics, like, oh, new coach doesn't really make a difference. Same old Brad Stevens type team. Um, which I know is Steven Slander. But if you look at how they played in the second half of the season, they were the hottest team in the NBA, and I think Udoka had a lot to do with that. So I would be nervous about this bet from the Udoka perspective of new head coach. They didn't realize that this was going to happen. Everything was kind of thrown in turmoil three weeks before the season starts. Uh, you're not going to have the guy that led you there last year who we think that had a, had a great hand in that. It's not like they changed the personnel from yeah. year to year. It was the same guys. It was just a different head coach. Um, so I'd be worried. I, I don't like that. The plus three, you said plus 375. That sounds tasty. Yeah, plus three seventy. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. That's a lot of. A lot of upside. But I don't. I, I'm worried about Philly. I think Philly. I think Philly is gonna fucking come out and win 60, 60 games this year. Type shit. Close to that. Okay. Yeah. Philly ha- has the the. It feels like they have a, a real opportunity to be a juggernaut. I think no James. Question. I think James kind of was like, okay, I heard it. I heard it. Uh, uh, okay. This it. is so. That's that's a perfect segue into my next question, James Harden. 2022 2023 points per game will he go over 21.9 currently minus 125 under 21.9 is minus 105 we know the narrative right does he have it does he not he's a he's a he's in better shape from what i've seen this there was a time where this would be a joke of a question. Yeah, a joke. I was just thinking about that. Like, could, absolute, could we imagine that twenty one points a game for James? this would be that would be like <laughs> one of the worst years of his career. Yeah. Now we're in a spot where he's with Embiid. We know the the step Max he's taken. The, they got an overall really good squad. Can he go for twenty two a night? Twenty one point nine right now. Yeah, I think so. I, I would I would take that. I'd feel confident taking that. I think Harden's going to come in mentally right this season. I don't think he has been the last couple of years. He didn't want to be in Brooklyn. Um, I don't think he wanted to be in Brooklyn. I mean, maybe the first year he did. He certainly he didn't did, want to then be he there didn't. last year. <laughs> the Brooklyn situation was weird. I don't think we can underestimate how much he probably did not enjoy being around Kyrie Irving and that whole thing. Um, and just everything that was going on with that team. And we saw it. Kevin Durant spent the whole summer trying to get traded. Um, so, And I think they just came in that Sixers situation. It all happened pretty quick. Um, didn't really get a chance to settle in, but I think now having a full off season, he looks good. He looks like he's in better shape. This is the best he's looked coming to a year in the last three seasons. So that, that has to count for something. And I don't think he's cooked. And I think he's going to have every opportunity there, right? I think he's going to have every opportunity. He's going to be playing 37, 38 minutes a night. So yeah, 22 is realistic for sure. Okay. Let me give you this one. I think this is a very interesting number. Another points per game, 2022-2023 season, Zion Williamson, points per game, 27.7 a night. Over or under, Zion Williamson is in shape. Yep. He put up 28 a game when he when he, when he played for that, that big stretch where he looked unstoppable across the board. For sure. Coming off, coming off, uh, coming off the, you know, the, the essentially year off, we know about Brandon Ingram. He's going to get his shots. CJ McCollum's going to get his shots. What's my Alvarado? Devontae Graham's going to get his shots as well. He's a thousand percent going to get his shots. Okay. But Devontae's one of those guys. Devontae's getting shots. It all looks good. Yeah, I'm getting up. Braids, no braids. Braids, no braids. No headband. Headband doesn't matter. I'm getting shots up. I'm getting my shots up. I'm available. 27.7 27.7 for design. You go over. Speaking under of that. shots up, remind me, I have a question for you at the end, at the end of this. On this okay, yeah. Um, look, man, when he plays, he's a 27 to 30 point per game scorer. He, he hits 60% of his shots that he takes. The Pelicans play very, very fast. They look to score a ton of points. So I don't think it's a, it's a question of the shots going around. Also, with the way that Zion gets it, he's going to get 15 points off lobs, putbacks, different things like that, uh, offensive rebounds, whatever it might be. So I, I, yeah, I like that for sure. If he's you healthy, go, go, if he stays, yeah, yeah, because I don't think that him getting hurt and missing a, a half a year is going to have an effect on that bet. Because when he plays, he produces. So yes, for sure. And they just gave him two hundred million dollars, so the uh, the the motivation will be there to get him the ball. For sure, I love it. I'll take it. Zion's gonna probably average thirty. Yeah, I mean that would be the top of the league. I believe. I w- put it this way: Giannis I wouldn't want to be right on the now. other side of that bet. There's no chance I'm on the other side of that bet. 
You would because the under is minus one twenty at twenty seven point seven. Yeah, yeah. Over is no, minus one. Oh, uh, the over is minus one ten. Yeah, that's interesting. That yeah, the under is used like that. But yeah, man, he's gonna have the opportunity. Hey, like you said, if he's healthy, he looked so good against the Bulls the other night too. Just like very yeah. easy, easy baskets. And when he played, he put up twenty seven seven and four on sixty one percent shooting. And he could just do that. He can get roll out of bed and do that. You know what I mean? Which is saying a lot, but he, his athleticism and just, just the way that he plays, he's going to be able to do that. And the opportunities will be there in New Orleans for him to do that. I think yeah. he's going to get the ball a lot. Yeah, he he's is going to yeah, be I mean, on the ball. He's going to be on the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I think different things like that. I think it's going to be interesting how they use them. Is it Gentry over there? Who's Pelicans head coach? Um, oh, no, it's my man. No, uh, Willie no. Green. Willie Green. Yeah, Willie Green. Green. Yeah. Shout out Willie Green, man. Shout out Alvin Gentry, though, too. Yeah, shout out Alvin Gentry. <laughs> my job, man. Mr. Cleanup. Mr. Cleanup. Yeah. All right, let me give you one more. Three-pointers made per game leader is Steph Curry at minus 175. Who is number two at plus 800? They play in the Western Conference. Three points per game. Three points made per game. Leader. Steph minus 175. Then the next guy is plus 800. And then the third guy is way, way down the list at plus 1700. Luca. Damian Lillard plus I was, That was actually the next guy I was going to say was Damian Lillard. per game. Luca's down at plus 4,000. Number three is Buddy Heald. Then he goes to Donovan Mitchell. Then it's Fred Van Vliet. Shout out, Fred. Shout out, Fred. This guy. Hey. Hey. 618 or whatever it is. Uh, whatever it is at Rockford. 718, whatever the Yeah. Point. And then it goes Clay Thompson. Yeah. Shout out, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, Clay. Day, I, I actually really like that number for like Dame at plus 800 because he might be in a situation where he's going to be chucking. Well, and that's how he plays. He shoots a ton of threes. Yeah. No, no question. But, I mean, he, he might – be very disinterested and just be firing a lot of threes. Yeah, the team is gonna be that bad. whole situation, we have been screaming at the top of our lungs for years now that he needs to get out of there. Yeah, he's not going Simple to as that. He's I'm never going to win anything out there. It's oh. completely dust for Dame out in Portland. Damian Lillard made a decision. I'm going to tell you what that decision is, okay? Are you ready for this? Yes. At the end, at the end of this current deal, when, the, when his newest deal that he just signed is up, Damian Lillard will have made $449 million in NBA salary. <laughs> in Portland. Just like Bradley Beal made a decision. These guys made a decision. They say, hey, yeah. I can go chase rings or I can be the I, I can have legendary money. And he said, I'm taking legendary money, man. Yeah. And just pack it in. Pack A. Hey, whatever. Pack it let, up. The, let the chips <laughs> fall where they may. I gave it a, I gave it a good run. <laughs> I gave it my best run. <laughs> and guess what? The, Lill- the Lillard family got a half a billion dollars out the deal. So you guys can call me a too. loser. With, oh, with, yeah. Plus Adidas money. With that Adidas money yeah, and, and everything And he's going to be chilling yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, making money for the rest of his life. He's got a beautiful crib out in Washington. I see the trees yeah. daily. It's great. Bill Gates is my neighbor. This is wonderful. Fresh air. Um, fresh air is lovely. Fresh air out there. Good coffee. Um, good weed. <laughs> you, you guys can good chase ranks. I'm good. I'm rich. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm Y'all straight. go ahead and do your thing. Brad Beal yeah, said man. the same thing. Brad Beal's like, I like it out here in Georgetown. It's decent. Yeah. Like a couple I hundred mean, hey, there's still there's still time to get I mean, moved. we we could I've been telling and like look, give me my credit because I've been telling you about the fucking Blazers for years. Every year they did the same exact thing for Dame Lillard. They doubled down on what they were good at. They're like, man, we're really good at offense and we're really bad at defense. You know what we so, should do? Let's bring in Eans Cantor to pair with fucking Nurkic, and that'll be our front line. Because that helps us defensively. Yeah. Oh, let's go get Whiteside. Hey, your boy, who we love, Norm Powell. Love Man, him. Killer. Love him. Bucket. <laughs> we didn't need that. Bucket. <laughs> we didn't, didn't need that. Yeah, didn't need Norm didn't Powell. Need Shout out Norm Powell. He's, Shout he's out Norm there, Powell. No. no, he went to the Clippers, right? Norm Powell is gone. Yeah, where is... Buckets. I think he's in the Clippers. I think that's right, actually. He's getting I, I can't wait to is. dig into this NBA in the next couple of days. Because oh, this is when it, it starts. What yeah, we, I think we got a week. He's on the Clippers. I think we got a week. Yo, the Clippers yeah. are so loaded. Shout out Norm Powell, man. Norm Powell's great. For, it's great for them. Love Norm Powell. Come in. Go get a never couple seen, buckets. Never seen necessary. a shot I didn't like. Hey, wait. Speaking yeah, of sh- never seeing shots we didn't like, and maybe we can hold this till next week, but yeah, we, we got we to give our top five league pass teams to watch. Yes. From a pure entertainment standpoint, and I can already tell you I'm just giving a sneak peek. 
I'm going to be watching Utah Jazz basketball for the sole fact that Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton will be on the <laughs> basketball court together. And yeah. we talk about Clarkson. Clarkson yeah. is Mr. Hot Potato. That guy is in there for one reason and one reason only. It, it, is, it is catch, shoot. I'm, I'm looking to score. No teammates out there. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and the young bull is the same way. I think the young bull at, at Alabama, they played a game where they ran out of teammates and it was five on four. Yeah. And I think Colin Sexton preferred it that way because it's one less person he has to pass the ball to. So these are two guys who have, have never seen a shot they didn't like, and they will be playing in the same backcourt in the Utah Jazz. So if anything, that's going to be entertaining. But we'll come with some league pass rankings uh, maybe next week. Really quick, last, last question on the NBA. Get. Last question on the NBA. Do the Miami Heat take a step back at all? They were sensational last year. Great series against the Celtics in the playoffs. We know about that. Jimmy is still that guy. Tyler Hero has a new deal. Do they take a step back at all, or do they continue to just grind away in the in the Eastern Conference? Real quick, $130 million for Tyler Hero is, is, is truth that you could be who you are. <laughs> Stay true to yourself. You know how many people hated on Tyler Hero for being who he is throughout his life, and he just Dude. signed for a buck thirty. Like he just he's he's la- no one's laughed harder than Tyler Hero when he signed that deal because you know it's he got infinite. a lot of heat in suburban Milwaukee being how he is. Um, so shout out Tyler Hero number one. No man, I'm not. I, I worry about a lot of things. I'm not worried about the Miami Heat. I think they're still going to be a tough out. I think depending on the matchup that they get in the playoffs, if they run up on a team that's not built like they are and that's not ready for that grind, then you always have to worry about the Heat. Um, you know how we feel about Jimmy Butler on the No Catch-Up podcast. We are massive fans. Yeah, big. We, we, we have all the Jimmy Butler stock in the world. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. I don't think they take a step back. I don't. They're not the type of team. I'm not going to. Bet on them to have the best record in the East again. Yeah. Um, I just think that that was kind of just an interesting, interesting year in the conference. I think Milwaukee is probably, to me, Milwaukee. It's either going to be Milwaukee or Philly that has the best record in the East. Um, See, that's the thing about that, though, because, like, are those guys going to be more concerned about getting – who's going to be the – because we know about how that works, right? Who's going to be the team that wants to win all the regular season games? Like, sure. you have to be interested in that. That has to be – like Toronto, you you have to want to be a part of that. Toronto, Toronto's going to want the home once that home quarter. They, they they're going to play hard. Court. They're going to play because yeah, they, they don't have any. Are superstars. you disrespecting Nick Nurse? They, what? No superstars. Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam. <laughs> like who's the team? You know who? You know? Hey, you know who's the team that's going to try to win all the regular season games? Atlanta, they're, Cleveland. They won't. Cleveland's going to try to win tons and tons of regular season games. Yeah, but they, ah. they 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 can try as hard as they want to. Those teams will never have better records than, in my opinion, the Bucks or Philly. Philly, Bucks, I, okay. I, I can't see a situation in which – I mean, Cleveland, yeah, because Cleveland's going to want it. They were in the ninth spot last year, so they're going to want to have a better record. They're going to want to work improve. in Mitchell. But yeah. I don't think there's any way that they're going to come out and win 54 ball games. Yeah. You know maybe. what I mean? Um, so I think I think it could be a Bucks-like team. I think their foot was off the gas a little bit last year, and then the Middleton injury obviously killed them in the playoffs. Um, I think they're motivated. I think Milwaukee yeah, – to me, Milwaukee's my team coming out the East. You think they're motivated? Yeah, I think Milwaukee's coming out the East. I think I think it's hard to go back-to-back. I think it's even harder to go back-to-back when your second-best player, call it what you want, gets, goes down. They, they needed him in that playoff series. I think he's back. I think they're back right, ready. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want to call it. And Giannis, man, we're, we're, we're in. We're also in the age of Giannis. We're at peak Giannis. The way that he ended the year last year, he was on fire. Um, I think he's. I think he's going for MVP number three this year. Um, yeah, I, I like Milwaukee. Okay, it's like how Plus, quickly we all forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, Milwaukee's going to be right there. There's no question. I think they're going to be there with Philly. This a lot of this whole shape of the East kind of depends on what. There are ten good teams. Like. There are actually ten good teams in the ten yeah, solid the, teams in the East. Yeah, the it, East like, is want, insane. Yeah. So that's why, like, I worry. Um, like, if I'm a Knicks fan, if I'm a Wizards, if I'm a Knicks fan, probably like, I don't see how they get into this top ten. You got to assume Charlotte's going to be better, Cleveland's going to be better, Atlanta's going to be better, Brooklyn's absolutely going to be better. The Bulls are probably going to hang out in that seventh or eighth spot. Um, so I just think the East no is deep, man. And you, and you can take it down to the Knicks where it's like, yeah, if things break right for the Knicks, they could probably could get into that top 10. Like, that's how bad. If 
the Knicks are your team, the on Knicks the outside, and the Bulls are going to be competing for the same slot for sure. Well, I, I, I mean, Charlotte might be an injury away from that, and the, and not having Bridges is is going to be. Big hey, any yeah, any update on that? By the way, I looked it up today. I guess his hearing keeps getting uh, postponed, but he's not in the NBA right now. He's unsigned completely. Dog on the eve of free agency, the day before free agency. It's just unthinkable stuff. But you know what? Hey, that's all on you. Yeah. No. Yeah. All on you. No, but he was no doing excuse. dumb, and he was doing dumb shit before that too. Post the videos with the lean and then all that, the, and all types of wild yeah, shit. Like, so dumb. What are these guys doing, bro? So. Why? So I don't. I'll never dumb. understand that. Like, if you got the money, what's the like? It's just the, the invincibility thing. It's just young, <laughs> young kids being invincible. Give me money, you'll never. And see he's me. a rapper. Yeah, it's just rapping, rapping about drug dealing and hitting licks. Yeah, credit, credit card scams. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there for Big Nick the Click. I am your host Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk in Chicago. Make sure you check out the Bears recap yesterday as well. Yeah. Our guy uh, Eli uh, Eli Cabron came on. Shout out Eli. Eli. Yeah, yeah for man. Sure. Eli came on. Big Nick the Quick killed it. So make sure you check that out. Lock in with No Catch on Sports Talk in Chicago.